Welcome to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I'm Kyra Mitchell-Lewis, and thank you for joining. So how is everyone doing out there? It's March, and we are a year into this pandemic. So I hope everyone is taking care of themselves, both mentally, spiritually, and physically, and definitely making time for self-care to just love on yourself because that is so important. We are a year into it. Uh, Obviously, we have a vaccine now, so we can see the light, hopefully at the end of this tunnel. But it's still important to recognize that we are still in a pandemic. So I hope that everyone is able to take the time that you need to, you know, with your family, time you need for yourself, and just time to honor how you feel daily. I know I personally do that. I don't let things live rent free, so to speak, but I definitely do honor when I feel sad, when I feel mad, when I feel joy. So all all the different emotions, right? (laughs) So today my guest is a Dusty Arab. Um, Dusty is a brand strategist and owner of the Reinvention Co. Dusty also has been diagnosed with ADHD too. So she will join me today to talk about how she manages through ADHD, how she manages being a business owner, a mother, um, and just dealing with the mental health stressors and how she's been able to find success and a way of living that works for her and her family. So stay tuned. I'm really excited to have this um, conversation with her as mental health is so important. And it's definitely so important that we take care of our mental health, especially during a time like now. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Glow Up Girl podcast. I am Kyra Mitchell-Lewis, and today I am joined by Dusty Era. She is a brand strategist and owner of the Reinvention Cup. So Dusty is here today. Um, We're going to have a conversation about a couple of things. Um, She is going to talk to us about um, how to be successful in the midst of managing mental health stressors. Um, We know that this is a really rough time for a lot of us and your mental wellness is like so important. So she's gonna talk to us about that. She's gonna tell us about her company and and also we're gonna do a thing that I love. It's um, Five Things with Dusty. So um, welcome to the Global Girl Podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Kyra. Um, Can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been in dipping my toes into the world of entrepreneurship for about the last decade now. Mm -hmm. I started as a blogger and then somebody told me I should be a copywriter. And after asking what the hell that was, uh, (laughs) I Googled it. (laughs) And I was kind of off to the races. Um, I was 22, I knew that I wasn't gonna do anything with my college degree, and it was just really clear to me that I needed to do something different. Mm -hmm. So that kind of started it all. Um, Today, I own the Reinvention Co. We are a full service marketing agency focusing on working with coaches and creatives to help them build course platforms. And we do that with gorgeous web design, killer copy, the whole enchilada, and we do it all in one little boutique packet. 
Awesome. So um, can I ask you what your degree was in in case someone's out there and they're like, hmm. Well, I definitely dropped out, first of all. Um, <laughs> I dropped out of high school too. I think that's, that's relevant here because I'm one of those kinds of entrepreneurs. Um, but it was in environmental economics. And as it turns out, um, as much as I love making money, I hate capitalism that's unfettered. So I learned a lot and I learned a lot about the way that I didn't want to do business from that experience. Yes. Yes. No, I think, and that is, that's so key. That's a great um, thing because I think that it's just important for people to go after what makes them happy versus, I love that you said, yes, you could have made a lot of money, but like it matters to you what you do and the impact that you leave in this world. And I just, oh, look, I'm going to just heart, heart you, Dusty. <laughs> Oh, because I think there's so many people that, you know, are in positions or jobs, things that like pay the money, but they are not as happy, you know, with what they're doing every day. Absolutely. Well, and it's, it's really challenging to balance, especially right now when so many yeah. jobs just like went away or like you're not in an office anymore. And it's a big shift for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, for me, when I stepped into becoming an entrepreneur, it really was mostly because I wanted to stay home with my daughter. Like I didn't want somebody else raising her while she was little. And in order to be around, that meant I had to figure out a way to do things differently. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. Um, what was that like? Um, you know, I know I'm going off here, but just interested in knowing what was it like to take that leap of faith to work for yourself? Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. um, I have, I mean, I like my trajectory was pretty interesting. I went from being a Starbucks barista to um, copywriting. My first copywriting gig was $12 an hour for, which now just makes me like, oh my God, um, for who I would find out, I would ghostwriting a book for, I found out like four months later, we only communicated via Skype. We never saw each other's faces. It was all text only, but she paid my rent for like six months. And mm. I ghost wrote a book for this girl who was a 19 year old stripper in Colorado. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, but you know, I, but I think that, you know, there's just something to that. So many, you know, people want to take that leap. There are a lot of people considering even probably that are going to be listening to this um, podcast at, you know, any given time. And they're going to be thinking, Hmm, yes, it is terrifying. But how did you, what did you talk? What were your self affirmations? Um, were there things that you were pouring into yourself that helped to give you that confidence as well to take a leap? Oh, early on, um, <laughs> I, those are the things that if I could go back and do it again, those are the things that I would do. Uh, <laughs> at the time, realistically, um, I knew that people would pay me to write. And that was enough for me to keep pursuing it. Um, mm -hmm. I was, when I started blogging for other people, you know, I made the, the jump from live journal to, you know, my own website. It was very crazy back in the day. Um, <laughs> but like, I was getting enough positive feedback that I knew I had something. So mm -hmm. that would definitely be something like, if you're thinking about making the jump, like, look for those glimmers. Like, what are the things that people are telling you? Oh my God, like, you're amazing at that. What's the right. thing? like is so natural to you that you don't even realize it's a skill. Like it had never occurred to me that I could make a living as a writer growing up. Like mm -hmm. it never crossed my mind, even though like 
through, you know, through my education, I was always getting sent to writing conferences and stuff like that. It was just like, a, oh, well, of course I'm good at this. Like, right. So when you, so now moving into obviously being a copywriter, first of all, shout out to Google, right? When you said, oh, I Googled it. I love that. Because <laughs> I like Google everything. And I always tell people, I'm like, oh, wait, let's see what Mr. Google has to say about this. People are like, I'm like, Mr. Google, let's give him a name. <laughs> um, so, so obviously, so I know that you um, are ADHD too, and um, you deal with mental stressors. So, and how, let's talk about how, first of all, let's tell people what that means, because probably a lot of people may not know. Um, but let's talk about how that related to you taking that leap on your own and how you were able to manage and um, just things that could stress you um, mentally. Absolutely. So my mental health journey kind of began right after I had my daughter. Um, I was I went undiagnosed with postpartum depression for a year. And previously, like I had been one of those people who didn't think depression was a thing. I didn't understand. Um, I didn't understand what mental health was. And I didn't understand like the implications of what, you know, it does to your body. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, same with like anxiety. I was only recently depressed or depressed, <laughs> only recently diagnosed with ADHD. Um, and for me, the way that shows up is very, like, especially if you are a grown-ass woman, um, mm-hmm. the idea of having ADHD seems kind of weird because you think about, like, busy little boys who can't hold still, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. because ADHD, overwhelmingly, hasn't been studied in women. And it looks very, very different. So mm-hmm. for me, um, particularly dealing with, like, multiple multiple things, um, I struggle with social anxiety as well, even though I'm an extrovert and I love people. Uh, what it looks like for me is that I am forgetful. I have to have a lot of systems in place to function the way most people do normally. So Mm -hmm. like I spent like a 40 hour work week doesn't work for me. And for a long time, like I couldn't figure out why I couldn't just do it. Why couldn't I be like everybody else and just like sit still and do the thing and keep my head down. And I couldn't, I've never been able to do it. Uh, and even now, like I'm very open, like I take medication for it, um, in small amounts when I need it. And mm-hmm. it was like, it was like a light went off. I was like, Oh my God, is this how normal people function? Like <laughs> I don't like superhero. <laughs> but but no. it really has been, um, a really fascinating process. And I wouldn't have even known to, um, like to go get diagnosed if I hadn't seen other women my age talking about what ADHD looked like for them. And Mm -hmm. it was everything from being forgetful to not being able to manage all the things you feel like you should be able to manage to like, it's so much more than not being able to focus. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's really more far reaching than that. It affects your relationships. It affects um, your work, your quality of work, all of it. Right. Yeah, no, I I definitely think that's really interesting because you're right. I think most people think ADHD and they think, um, you know, because I I think someone used to um, mention it at work um, when we were in the office. There there was a guy who was just like he could never stay focused. And he's like, you have you ever like checked or been tested to see if you're ADHD? And and it was, you know, and I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always associated. Like you said, it's like even as an, as adults, it's like men that are that way or hyper or they're unfocused. It's just the thought to attach it to them. And then, like you said, a woman just may be seen as like, oh, she's frazzled. Right. Or she doesn't it's know like, what's going on or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think that's really interesting. And you mentioned um, you've put into place um, systems that help you. Um do you have any certain routines that you've had to put into place to ensure like your days are productive as well? Absolutely. Um, routines, especially a solid morning routine have completely changed my life. Mm -hmm. Um, so every morning I sit and I start with a journaling practice that I got from Tanya Lee. She's a life coach. And instead of doing free form journaling, which is helpful sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, I found, I find it just like, I just ramble and like, I don't, like all of the mess that's in my head just ends up on paper and it's not particularly helpful. <laughs> um, but um, you write down, you know, an affirmation. I am this. Mm-hmm. And then throughout your day, you write three things you're grateful for. Uh, you write three gifts you've been given, three gifts that you've given. Um, and, oh, what's the last one? Of course, I'm not going to be able to remember. Um, <laughs> but the, the idea is that like you're, oh, advice from your future self. What is your future oh, self? Okay. Like, yeah. There we go. Like, the most important part. <laughs> um, yeah. But doing that is starting my day every single day like that has made it easier and easier for me to see less of like, oh, you're falling down on these things you want to be doing. You say you want to do these things, but that's not how you're you're acting. It's not how you're showing up. But there's something about that daily consistency of like tapping mm-hmm. into like that future self, like who I want to become. that is really grounding and powerful. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, I I love a good, uh, I like prompts as well. I think they they do help to keep you focused because a lot of times it just have a lot of things. And like you said, those lot of things just end up on paper and you're like, "Mm, what was I supposed to get from this? So so how do you deal with the not so great day? I force myself to go exercise. That is the number one most important thing I can do is to get out of in front of my computer because that is always the source of, of frustration. Like mm-hmm. no matter, like <laughs> I'm in front of the computer and it's not coming and it's just not working for whatever reason. If I can like and the least the the least <laughs> that or the less that I want to do it, the more mm-hmm. I know that I should go. Like I have I have a Peloton and I swear to God that thing is magic. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I love love Peloton. Yes. I know. I was telling somebody today, I was like, I like, I actually really love the the digital, the app with all the, the like strength workouts and all that. And this morning, like I generally do that workout around at lunchtime, but this morning I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. I'm not going to do the bike. I'm going to do the strength. But then I was like, will I make it through this early in the morning or will I pass out? (laughs) <laughs> but I did like a 20 minute, like, um, full body with Robin Arzon. And it was awesome. And I was so, so proud of myself because I pushed through it because when I walked in there, there was nothing about that moment that I really wanted to do it. <laughs> but I was like, no, you must girl do this, do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Knowing your different triggers for like uh, kicking on endorphins and serotonin and dopamine like the yeah. more that you know like which like your fastest access points to that the faster you can flip a bad day yeah 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 
Now, what tips can you share with anyone who might be dealing with um, mental health stressors and they may not they may not know, you know, what to do for themselves or um, how to approach, you know, going to a doctor and being tested. Oh, totally. So I wasn't super sure about where to go get tested either. So typically you're not diagnosed by a regular, like you're not diagnosed by a regular doctor. Um, You need to go talk to a psychotherapist and that might not always be available. So I actually was diagnosed through a company that specializes in dealing with mental health disorders and it's called, um, it's helloahead.co and it was such a great experience. Like I really can't say enough good things about it. It's um, your insurance won't cover that first appointment, but it will cover your medication and all of that stuff. But I talked to a doctor for an hour and it was like someone knew exactly what was going on in my head. <laughs> and that doesn't happen very often. <laughs> um, but it really was um, a really incredible experience as far as that goes. But if you like, if you're in a place where you can't go to therapy, like you really are trying to like do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a worksheet that I made that um, the three, the three things that we go through self-care, like what needs to happen so that you can take care of your person right now. Um, food, exercise, like go, go through your list. What are, what are your, I call them magic spells. What are your magic spells for feeling better? Do you have support available that you're not tapping into because you feel like you shouldn't? Um, like whatever that looks like for you, see if you can get some outside support, even if it's just calling a friend and talking to them. Um, simplify. What are you making too hard? What, like, instead of sitting with a big project that you don't want to do, can you look at it and be like, how can I make this easier? Like, I find that asking my projects that will usually cut out five or six steps, just like right off the top, be like, oh, you know what? Minimum viable product is okay today. Um, Last step, salvage. (laughs) Sometimes it's shit. Like sometimes it is shit and you have to pick it up and move on. Um, So (laughs) take what you can, take what's good and get out of there. Yeah. No, I think those are very helpful. And I love that you said sometimes you have to figure out what is the minimum viable for today. And yep. you have to be able to walk away. I think that's um, really important. Um, a lot of times we don't do that, but I think that actually comes with being able to establish those boundaries where it's like, you know, where, okay, you know what? It's enough today. It's enough. I, I'm tapping out. I'm going to leave. There's a certain point where it's just like, you're not going to be able to push through. Like we're so used to having to just go, go, go and push ourselves. And like, eventually you're going to hit the bounds of your creativity as brilliant as you are. And like, you need a reset, like uh, anymore. Like, I'm like, if I'm really having that much of a hard time, like, you know what? I need to go to bed. Like (laughs) I need to go to bed and look at this in the morning. I think that's so key because we, as women, we definitely keep pushing through because I'm guilty of that. And you know, and I think we almost see it as like this banner of like, you know, like, yes, look at me. I'm, I got stamina. I can push through, but ultimately you're just burning yourself. You're burning yourself. You're going to burn out, reset, relax, you know, and come back when you're fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the reinvention code. First of all, where did that name come from? Uh, it came from a conversation I had. Um, I used to be a part of this group of copywriters and it was just really amazing. We all kind of worked in similar spaces for a long time and it was just like a really beautiful 
supportive space to end one Christmas, we decided as a gift to each other, we were all going to tell each other something like that we thought was just like amazing about them, that something we saw in them. Mm-hmm. And somebody called me a reinvention specialist. Huh. There was something about that, that just, I was like, Oh yes. But that is what I do. Like I take things and I transform them. And, um, eventually that became the reinvention co and that really is the crux of everything that we do like mm-hmm. i love the idea that like i am a i am a firm believer that everyone can change i believe mm-hmm. that change is totally possible um i'm definitely yes. proof of that <laughs> i am a very different person than i was even two or three years ago now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when you come to the reinvention code that's our promise who you are today is not who you have to be tomorrow and we can yes. make sure that whatever it is that you want to look like like online we can make that happen for you. Right. And you mentioned, I love, so you talk about elevating women-owned personality-driven brands. So what does a personality-driven brand look like? Well, typically like they're the, so I I do a lot of my business on Facebook primarily and a little bit on Instagram, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're the people who are showing up day after day. Like, you know what they're into. Like Mm -hmm. I've got this one friend, Susan, and Susan is such a badass. Like she's, she's an empty nester. She loves Beyonce. She loves her Peloton. Like I know the things that she's all about. Mm-hmm. I know what she does. Like she's a coach, but she's a very particular kind of coach. She has a very specific vibe. So these personality driven brands are not necessarily extroverts. Susan is not an extrovert. She's just very good with social media, mm-hmm. and, but there's, it's so well defined in a way that like, she can go talk about whatever super cool thing she's into right now. And you're going to go click on her sales page because you just want to hang out with her. Mm-hmm. So personality driven brands tend to be like that. Mm-hmm. They, um, and I work with women just cause I love women. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're amazing. No, I love, I love that. Um, the other thing I really, really loved um, looking at your website was your company's culture. Um, that is so important, so important. And I think, um, you know, people talk a lot about, oh, our culture, our culture, but I think, you know, today it really matters because people want to work with people. They want to work for people who they know, believe in something and they stand for something. Um, can you speak to some of those ingredients? I know that there are transparency, audacity, of course, reinvention and community. But can you speak to um, why it was so important for you to build the culture you have? This is not the first time I have tried an agency model. Uh, The first time we were called Think Charm and I did everything wrong. (laughs) And the biggest thing that I did wrong was taking people's money who did not have the same value set that I did. before the 2016 election, I came out very strongly as anti-Trump mm-hmm. and I drew a line in the sand and my business fell apart almost overnight because I was working for a lot of rich conservative white ladies with who had, you know, as far as I'm concerned, no moral standing whatsoever. <laughs> um, and uh, it took, it cost me a lot of money. Like it cost me a lot of money to stand behind what I believed in. Mm-hmm. I went back to corporate for a couple of years. Um, It decimated my confidence and it really took some time to like 
to be like, okay, like I'm ready to do this again. And this time it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, like, first of all, like the diversity of my clients speaks for themselves. Um, we have people from all walks of life all over the world come to work with the reinvention co, um, my team, um, we are black, queer, indigenous, like, and we are weirdos. I am not the only ADHD one on my team. I tell you what, um, <laughs> like, and th- those, like, when I put together the reinvention co, I was just so hungry for a different model. Like I'm, I was so sick of working for narcissistic, self-absorbed white guys who were convinced they were just like God's gift. I'm like, nope, like, nope, we're not gonna let that fly here. We don't work with people like that here. Like mm-hmm. you, you stand for something if you work with us. And if you don't, right. then I won't work with you anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I think that's so important. And it says uh, so much about you as a person and your value set, because that matters. And it, it, it especially, it mattered back then. So kudos to you for drawing your line in the sand. And it still matters today. Like you have to like, Kindness matters. Being a good person still matters in 2020. It'll matter in 2021. So um, I think that I admire your I admire you for being able to reinvent and start again because that's what you did. And look at you today. Mm, I appreciate you. It's I mean it really honestly has been such a gift to be able to like. Um, just to, to get it, to get another chance to like, to really do it the right way. And like, and it's been, it's been really funny um, in my, cause I, I work a lot in the self-help industry. Uh, I work with a lot of coaches and things like that. And it's been really interesting watching everybody uh, jump on the anti-racism boat this year and be like, well, it's better late than never guys. But like, <laughs> yeah, work to do. <laughs> yeah. And you can't, yeah. And you have to actually get to the action plan. Not just to talk, not just talk oh, about it and not just saying that we're having conversations, but it's the actual part where you start to roll out activities and things like you don't have to do everything. You don't have to do everything at once. You, you just have to start doing some things. <laughs> it drives me crazy to look at these people's teams and be like, <laughs> like what, you, what you been reading? Because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure we're not reading the same thing, guys. Fine, yeah. you got time, but like, get on it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, currently, what would you say if you can? Um, what What's one of your um, favorite projects that you're working on right now? Oh man, um, I'm working with this woman, Kathleen Stewart, who she runs a. So I'm based in Vancouver, Washington, right now, but I was a longtime Oregon resident. Um, mm-hmm. I'm right by Portland still. So I'm still very like Portland politics, very important to me. And she runs a consultancy that specifically helps women and people of color get elected in Oregon. And she debuted a program this year called Lady Politicos. And the entire idea is it is an incubator for people to go in so that they can be political candidates um, in the next next set of elections here. Um, So, oh my goodness, getting to work with her on this launch during the election cycle was the only thing that kept me sane, to be totally honest. (laughs) How can people work with you if someone wanted to come in, someone's listening today? um, What steps would they take to connect to you and the team? Absolutely. Um, If you, I mean, I am very easy to find. uh, TheReinvention.co, we have all of our services listed there. We do handle... um, 
web design. So like for Kathleen's brand, um, she was ready to launch courses for the first time, um, but she needed a new website. She needed a total um, visual overhaul, all of the sales, the sales copy, um, all of her launch support. So all her emails, we ended up handling the entire thing. So mm -hmm. we, um, we kind of operate on that spectrum. Like you can come for a little bit or you can come for the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, I also have an event that's happening coming up on January 22nd called Course Created Live. And if you've been like stalling on your big idea because like you're too stressed mm -hmm. and you don't have time or like you have pieces of it all over the place, you know, like me, um, <laughs> we're going to do the entire thing in one day. Um, tickets are super affordable. They're a uh, hundred bucks at the base level right now while it's early bird. And yeah, there's there, no matter where you're at on that spectrum of creating a body of work that can start to generate passive revenue, we're mm -hmm. happy to help you with it. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Well, that is fantastic. I love it. Um, all right. So now we're at five things with Dusty. <laughs> First thing you do when you wake up. Oh, I go upstairs and turn on my Nespresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, well, that answers second question. I was going to coffee or tea. Oh, definitely coffee. <laughs> And because I know and saw that you like um, Peloton, what's your favorite Peloton workout and who's your favorite instructor? Ah, it's so hard. It depends on the mood I'm in. If I need my ass kicked, it's always Robin. But most of the time, Cody Rigsby is my go-to. He's my yeah. boy. <laughs> I do like him. Um, favorite place you've traveled to? Uh, Paris was magical. It yes. was magical. I went for 10 days by myself a few years back and it was just everything. Yes. Yes. And five, what's your favorite movie? Ooh, tough one, probably Waitress. Um, also, there's a musical now that Sarah Bareilles wrote. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. Yeah, you made you made five things so easy because your website and your story was just so like interesting, and I was like, oh, 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 wait, just got really. There could have been ten things with Dusty, but I said <laughs> I had to settle on five. <laughs> well, Dusty, this has been great. Um, again, let's one more time before you go. Let's make sure everybody knows how to find you online and on social media um, before you before we wrap. Yep, absolutely. Um, I mean, if you Google my weird name, uh, you will find me. Um, and then our website is thereinvention.co. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has been so great. I thank you so much for taking the time. And I thank you for your, your true transparency in your story, because it definitely has been inspiring to listen to you and to hear your journey. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun. Awesome. Well, um, I wish you all the success in the world and everyone, please go and check out the reinvention um, co online and um, or Google Dusty and you can find her um, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Globe Girl podcast. I'm Kyra. Thank you again to Dusty for joining us today. You can learn more about Dusty and the work she does at The Reinvention Co. at thereinventionco.com. Find out more about Glow Up Girl at glowupgirl.com, 
Follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Glow Up Girl. Also, if you want to watch this episode, you can head over to YouTube and find us at Glow Up Girl and also on Facebook at Glow Up Girl ATL. And before I go, as always, I'd like to leave you with a little glowspiration. Today's quote comes from healthplace.com. Your mental health is a priority. Your happiness is essential. Your self-care is a necessity. Until next time, stay focused, bath, and glow up. Thank you for listening and take care, everyone.